Next month at an airport in the US, a small 40-seater plane will take a test flight that, if successful, could revolutionise air travel as we know it. If all goes to plan, the Dash 8300 will be the largest hydrogen-powered aircraft ever to take flight, and it will also be virtually emissions-free. Universal Hydrogen, the company behind the mission, is owned by venture capital firm Playground Global, founded by Australian Silicon Valley entrepreneur Peter Barish. Welcome to breakfast. Thanks for having me. This is being called the first commercially relevant hydrogen fuel cell powered aircraft to fly. What does that mean and why is it so significant? Well, so what's important about uh, actually having a hydrogen plane that can take paying passengers and doing so at a price which is actually at parity with kerosene and will only get better over time? means that there is no you know there is no green penalty for operating aviation this way and it turns out that we can do it by retrofitting these existing aircraft so we don't have to wait decades and spend billions of dollars building new airframes new engines uh, we can simply replace the kerosene engines with a fuel cell electric drivetrain and operate the thing off hydrogen well, obviously, that is an incredible position to be able to get to. The plane will be powered by a hydrogen fuel cell powertrain. Can you explain in very simple terms how it works and why it's considered unique? Yeah, so fuel cells have been around since the you know the space program, and it's a very efficient way of turning hydrogen and oxygen into electricity. Now, obviously, we have a bunch of oxygen available to us, and so we're, we have tanks of liquid hydrogen that go through these fuel cells, produce electricity, and drive an electric motor. So the, uh, the rest of the airframe stays the same. You just take out the, the good old-fashioned internal combustion engine and replace that with the fuel cells and the sort of megawatt-class electric motors. What does the test flight need to achieve to be successful? Well, so we need to, first of all, we need to get into the air. Yeah, uh, and we need to demonstrate. Pretty, pretty standard. Do you think, is that a given? Explain the complexity of this. Yeah, I th- look, I think so. We've been, we've been running this uh, drivetrain for the better part of a year. We've been doing taxi tests at full power. Um, so this isn't the first time the systems will be running at flight conditions. Uh, we are going to take off with, one hydrogen engine and one uh, kerosene engine for safety. Uh, But once we're at altitude, we will basically shut off the kerosene engine and operate exclusively on hydrogen uh, to fly a test pattern. And you're hoping to have this powertrain certified and in commercial passenger service starting in 2025. That is very soon. Uh, What regulatory hurdles does it still need to clear to be commercially viable by that stage? Yeah, obviously the the long pole in the tent here is getting FAA certifying uh, this this uh, drivetrain. It's a process which we've been uh, which has been underway for some time. We believe that we will complete that uh, to end a service commercially in 2025. We have well over a billion dollars of orders for these conversions, um, and the the reason we can do it so quickly is we're using an existing aircraft. Right, we are not changing the takeoff weight. We're not changing the flight characteristics. Uh, we're just replacing the engines. And 
that gets us in the air with commercial operation a decade ahead of the best estimates uh, from anybody else. The technology is only suitable for smaller aircraft, but you've already, I understand, struck a strategic agreement with Air New Zealand to develop sustainable fuel solutions. What does that deal involve? Well, so uh, Air New Zealand will be operating these 50-passenger um, class aircraft. There is a path up into existing uh, single aisles of so 737s and A320s where we can replace some of the fuel that's used in those aircraft with hydrogen. Long term, you really need a new design to get into much larger aircraft. Um, but Air New Zealand has been very forward thinking in uh, deploying the technologies which are available almost immediately, like these 50 passenger planes, and then collaborating with folks like Universal to figure out a path to these uh, to the larger segments in the uh, in the industry. What are the challenges, though, around converting larger commercial aircraft to be able to run on hydrogen? And how far off is that technology? What's in the works to get it to that sort of scale? Yeah, so it turns out that you can, you can use hydrogen uh, for a fuel cell electric drivetrain. You can also use hydrogen the same way you use uh, kerosene, which is to burn it in turbines. Uh, and so there are a number of development efforts underway. We're collaborating with a with an unnamed company on one of them, uh, in order to convert things that today burn jet fuel, but tomorrow will burn hydrogen. Uh, still producing nothing but uh, water out the tailpipe, uh, so still zero emissions, but it's a um, fuel cells get you up to about 100 passenger plane. But if you want a three, four, 500 passenger plane, then you need to be burning the hydrogen the way you burn, the way you burn fuel. You're in Australia at the moment. How does the work being done in the hydrogen space here compared to the big levels of investment in, for instance, the United States and globally? Yeah, well, we're fortunate to have uh, Fortescue Future Industries as an investor in Universal Hydrogen and are candidly incredibly inspired by the work they're doing uh, in the carbonisation of you know, FMG's operations in the production of very inexpensive green hydrogen and ammonia, we see Australia as having a leading role in this energy transformation, not just in green fuels, but also in decarbonisation of, of metals and mining and things at, at scale. And so, we, you know, I'm, I'm delighted and humbled that Fortescue are part of the journey with us. There is a lot of tailwinds for hydrogen in the US. Uh, obviously, there's uh, with the recent Inflation Reduction Act and, you know, many billions of dollars going into supporting hydrogen infrastructure and su supporting hydrogen fuels has been incredibly helpful for us. Uh, that said, you know, I think that uh, Australia has incredible resources beyond the, you know, the, the materials and companies like Fortescue, but also has leading scientists in electrolysis, in um, electrochemistry, in physics, in quantum. That's Australian Silicon Valley entrepreneur Peter Barrett. He's the founder and general partner of Playground Global, the force behind universal hydrogen. And I know you hear a lot of uh, a lot of talk about hydrogen, but I thought that was a, a good explanation of this particular uh, prototype, this particular first plan and um, how it will be executed. Really interesting stuff. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN. Hi, podcasters. Just thought I'd give a quick shout out to The Science Show. 
I read your text so I know you all love a good science story. Of course you do. So check out The Science Show with the fabulous Robin Williams on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.